Okay, Bible and Daily Lifers, we are going through the New Testament in a year, and we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So we, this is what it says. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be ignorant or uninformed. Now, there's two or three places where the Apostle Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant about the issues around the coming of the Lord. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant about spiritual gifts, and I don't want you to be ignorant about national Israel. Well, those are the three things that people argue about in the church, three big issues. They argue about spiritual gifts. They argue about the coming of the Lord. They argue about Israel. Is Israel still in God's plan or not in God's plan? Well, the Apostle Paul doesn't want us ignorant about these things, so let's dig in and see what we can learn. And ignorant means to just not know. So um, it's sort of a slam word now, but it really just means not knowing. So Paul said, I don't want you to not know about spiritual gifts. He said, you know that when you were pagans, somehow or another you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Now the idea here of mute idols is the idols don't speak. They don't talk to you. The idea of the true and living God is that he's a God who speaks to us. And he speaks to us through his word for sure. You can always count on it. You can always count on the Bible that he speaks to us through the Bible. But he speaks to us other ways as well. He's a God who speaks. He's a God who communicates. He's a God who gives direction. He's a God that speaks to our hearts. He's a God who puts burdens on our hearts. He's a God who leads and guides us. He's alive and he leads and he guides us. Now, when he speaks to me and gives me things about to my heart and to my life, these aren't things that belong in the Bible. The Bible's closed, but they're things that he speaks to me. So we don't worship dumb idols, idols that don't speak. We worship the true and living God who speaks to us. And he said, therefore, I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit says, Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, uh, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So um, one of the issues there was people were a little confused. They're writing Paul some questions. He started the church in Corinth, and so they're writing him questions, and he's answering those questions. And one of the questions he's answering is about people that are speaking in tongues. Uh, what are they saying? Are they saying bad things? Or is this, uh, you know, something that's not of God? What, what is this? And the Apostle Paul will get in depth talking about tongues, but he says, you know, don't worry about it. They're not saying anything against God when they're speaking in those unknown tongues. Now he says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Lord distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but all in all, in everyone, it's the same God who's at work. So there's three things there, different kinds of gifts, how those gifts operate differently, and how effective they are. So uh, there's at least 27 gifts that are named in the New Testament, at least that I've cataloged, 27. There may be more. Somebody might argue that there's less than what I've cataloged. But um, some of those gifts are the gifts of teaching, the gift of hospitality, uh, being, in a, being an apostle, the gift of mercy, the gift of tongues, the gift of miracles, the gift of administration many, many gifts. So um, there are many gifts, 
but they serve a different way. Um, let's take, for instance, a teacher who has a spiritual gift of teaching, able to explain the word of God to people. Well, um, that teacher may teach congregations, maybe a pastor who stands in a pulpit and teaches a congregation, maybe a large congregation, maybe a congregation of 20,000 people stands up there and teaches them. Well, it might be somebody that leads an adult Sunday school class of 20 or 12. It might be somebody that leads a small group of one family or two families. It may be somebody that teaches in a seminary. It may be somebody that teaches through books, writing books. So same gift, but it works different ways. And then it says that there's different kinds of workings. It works different ways. And that Greek word is energio, energio. And I think that has to do with the amount of energy that is on these gifts. And uh, you take someone like Billy Graham, great evangelist of uh, the last generation, that guy, when he would call a meeting, tens of thousands of people would come. But some people are evangelists and that they go door to door and share Christ with people. Some people are evangelists in that they go and they talk to kids about it. So there's different energy. You know, some people for thousands and some people for a few. And then what he says is now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. So all of these gifts of the spirit are given for the common good. Your gifts are my gifts, my gifts are yours. And we share them together. And this is what builds up the body of Christ. Because he's talking about the church. He's not talking about industry. He's not talking about the world of business. He's not even talking about the home. He's talking about what goes on in gatherings of believers. And these manifestations of the Spirit are for the common good. They're for everybody. To one through the Spirit is given the message of wisdom. The word of wisdom. I think that this is something that maybe might just come spontaneously. When we need wisdom, we need to know what to do. There's things happening. There's... Uh, things that need discussion. There's things that we can't figure out. And God can give somebody supernatural wisdom. Somebody who's usually not considered wise can get supernatural wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. Um, this is thought to, to be what's called the word of knowledge, which would mean God telling you something that you couldn't know unless God told you. And it might be that he's telling you something. This happens, I think, frequently um, in missionary situations that I've heard of where people have been awakened in, maybe in the middle of the night and start praying for this missionary and they feel like something's wrong and maybe they even feel like something specific is wrong. And, and sometimes when they tell the missionaries later that, oh, I woke up and I was praying for you. Well, there was something going on right there, right then. God can give you wisdom and knowledge about situations. He can tell you something about what's going on with a friend that you feel like maybe that friend's going through a hard time, and you just feel that. It just comes into your mind like an arrow from nowhere. Well, check it out. Give him a call. To another one, faith. Just this rising up of faith, being able to believe for a situation that seems impossible. But God gives you the faith to be able to believe. To another one, the gifts of healing or healings. The gifts of healing or the gift of healings. Multiple kinds of healing, physical healing. I could use a little physical healing right now. I got something going on with my voice. But I I did five meetings today, and uh, my voice held up for all of them, and it's not holding up so good right now, so I could use some healing. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. 
but I could use that physical healing. But I have experienced emotional healing. I have experienced mental healing. Um, you know, when I came to Christ, I think it was pretty mentally ill, to be honest with you. And uh, God has restored my mind. He's restored my thinking. He's restored my capacities and ability to, to learn and to grow and to, to have a memory and to put things together. So God can heal emotionally. God can heal marriages. He can heal relationships. Uh, God can heal broken hearts. Uh, God can heal anything. Uh, gifts of healing. To another miraculous powers. Wow. That's cool, huh? Miraculous powers. To another one, prophecy. Now, he'll explain what this prophecy is later on. And he says that what this prophecy is, I'll talk about it in, when we get a little further in another chapter. He says it's simple prophecy of those words that build up comfort and encourage. So God will often give you words where you can build up somebody, where you can comfort them or encourage them. And he gives you those words. And maybe you'll share those words in writing to them. Maybe you'll send a, a text. Maybe you'll send a, a letter. Maybe you'll, you, maybe you'll say it to them. Uh, so uh, words of prophecy. Distinguishing between spirits, knowing is this of God or is this of the devil? To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. I speak in tongues. I sort of like it. Um, it's sort of like prayer overdrive for me. When I don't know how to pray, I just start praying in tongues. To another one, the interpretation of those tongues. All of these are the work of one of the same spirit who distributes them to each one just as he determines. He decides who gets these gifts. And then he goes on and he says, just as the body is one, like your body, my body is one. It has many parts, it has many different things. So we can't read the rest of it, but we'll be talking some more about spiritual gifts as we move on into the next chapter. So Lord Jesus, I pray that all of us that are listening, you would give us spiritual gifts. Then you'd give us the faith to be able to use them to help other people and to be a blessing to people and to be of service to you. So may the Lord bless you and give you spiritual gifts. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved. Hey, peace and blessings. Bless